In just a moment, I'll be visiting with Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. We call it Wednesdays with Walton. By the way, if you are currently sideways with the IRS, STL tax lawyer Mark Milton is here for you. The managing attorney of the Milton Law Group, Mark and his team of professionals specialize in civil and criminal tax controversies. Proud alum of St. Louis University, the law school, earned his accounting degree from the University of Illinois. If you have IRS problems, visit stltaxlawyer.com. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision, should not be based solely on advertisements. Also, I want to tell you about Ryan Kelly. He is the home loan expert, cash out refi. It can change your life. The money you get from a cash out refinance can change your life. Home Loan Expert is the home of the 10-day closing guarantee, so the money will be in your pocket faster than ever. Do yourself a favor. Cash out, refi, hook up with the best. That's Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com is always with us on Wednesday. Should be a very busy week around Major League Baseball with the draft upcoming this weekend. And, uh, Brian, always good to hear your voice. Hopefully everything's going well for you. Absolutely, Dan. It's always a pleasure to be here and talk about the Cardinal system. I really enjoyed the article about Gordon Graceffo, and you have a writer, Blake Newberry, does a really good job for you. And it's on your site, and it's it's about the the path that he's going on, kind of similar to that of Andre Pallante, and that's what we have right now, isn't it? Yes, and it's it's a very interesting parallel. It's one that Blake and I talked about, and he went and you know dug up the data to take a look and saw that there were significant similarities. You know, both guys that were drafted, uh, you know, not on the first day of the draft, guys in the, you know, middle round, middle of the, the first 10 rounds, um, good pitchers, but guys that you didn't know for sure, quoting some college, you know, good college programs, but guys that you didn't know whether they would just be workman-like type guys. And uh, Pallante, last year, a year ago, jumped all the way from short season ball where he started his first year to double A. That means he didn't play in either Palm Beach or Peoria, which is very unusual. And uh, early on, he he didn't start quite as quickly in Double A, but by the end of the season, had done so well that he earned a promotion to Triple A. And here we're talking about Andre Pallante, and uh, performed well in a, in a limited uh, amount of time in Triple A, and then went to the Arizona Fall League. And he really opened eyes there to the point that he, you know, was named to the Fall Stars game, which is a which is a great honor for a guy that really wasn't uh, high on the prospect radar until that point. And then, of course, we know that this spring, Andre Pallante uh, came to camp and was sort of the surprise of camp in that he made uh, the major league roster ahead of some guys uh, with more experience. And, you know, he's proven to be a very, very valuable member of the Cardinals roster, whether initially as a reliever or now as a, at least a temporary fill-in starter. What did you think of Pallante as a starter as opposed to reliever? Where, where do you lie on that? I'd like to see him get a chance as a starter, but you know, it might be that he has to go back to AAA for a while for that opportunity. It's it's not, not totally clear, but then again, uh, you know, that he's been so valuable for the Cardinals in the pen. I don't think they can afford to let him do that. So, you know, right now, of course he's, you know, in the rotation and at least till Steven Matz is back, uh, he'll, you know, he'll get that chance, but I think he'll probably stay and assuming he continues to pitch. Well, I, I think he'll probably be in St. Louis for good and he won't get into the, you know, Jake Woodford up and down and, and, and Oviedo, you know, roll shift back and forth. Cause that, that's hard for anybody. And the Cardinals don't want to do that with somebody if they don't have to, but you know, the reality is, you know, they've got to have guys ready to step into the rotation and, but if they don't need starters, then they need them to pitch long relief. 
in terms of the young man, Paniagua, and we've talked about him a handful of times, but he's down in the Florida State League. He's just been named the, the pitcher of the week. Uh, he's also a kid, I think, that's on a, a quick progression. Would you agree? That's right. Paniagua uh, from the Dominican Republic is 22 years old, and he's really done everything that anybody could ask in Class A ball. Uh, right-hander, tall, slender, right-hander, uh, has made 16 starts this year, has an ERA under two, which is the best in the Florida State League. And, you know, uh, not only, as you mentioned, was he pitcher of the week in the Florida State League last week uh, in his two starts, he was uh, you know, extremely successful, only allowed one run in, in 14 innings. Then he came back out last night and threw a one hitter over eight innings with no walks and eight strikeouts. Wow. So, you know, this young man in Ohan Paniagua, I just can't believe isn't going to be packing his bags very, very soon for Peoria. You know, there's another kid, Tink Hintz, and he's starting to, to really make some noise. Um, where is he right now for, for folks? And I was talking to Randy Flores. They're very, very high on him, obviously. But what are you hearing about Tink Hintz? Well, I'm looking forward. I'm going to be down in, in Jupiter next month, and I'd really like to try to understand because I haven't gotten a good answer yet. Tink Hintz, um, of course, was drafted uh, back in the class with Jordan Walker and Mason Wynn, but was moved very, very slowly his first two years. You know, pitched maybe only a total of eight innings, I think, until this season. Uh, started off in extended spring training camp. Uh, you know, didn't join full season Palm Beach until the middle of May, second half of May. And he has been extreme. Tink Hens has been extremely successful in the Florida State League. Uh, Forty strikeouts. Uh, against eight walks in 22 and a third, 23 and a third innings, ERA of 1.16. But the only question is, the Cardinals are keeping the wraps on Tank Hens. And what I mean by that is, he throws three innings, a uh, 40, 40 to 45 to 50 pitches, and then he comes out. And Hens is a guy that, assuming he's healthy, you'd like to and expect to see him ramp up his number of pitches and his number of innings. And so far, through eight starts, uh, you know, he's just pitching three innings a start. So, you know, I'm going to. Want to try, I want to try to find out a little more what's behind that, whether there's anything physical or whether, you know, why they're moving so slowly with him. But in his opportunities in the Florida State League, Tank Hens has been exceptional. And as a guy that, you know, is going to touch the edges of national top 100 list if he can, you know, continue to pitch the way he has over three innings for, say, five or six or seven innings. Well, we've got the upcoming Major League Draft this weekend. And let's get folks up to speed on this because with the changes – and when COVID hit and CBA, there's been some things with that. So uh, tell us how this works for the uh, for the league and, and where the Cardinals are, and then we'll get into what maybe they're they're looking to do. I think from the from the main the main and the highest level, uh, the contraction that's occurred in the minor leagues with two levels being taken out of the systems, um, the draft in you know in coordination has been dropped from what used to be 40 rounds or, or back some years ago, even 50 rounds down to 20 rounds. And that looks like how the drafts are going to be going forward. So there are slot values for, um, slot for draft picks in the first through 10th round. And so the Cardinals and any, every team has to manage to their total budget of the amounts of those picks. And then anything beyond uh, the, through the 11th through 20th round, they can overspend, but that might, that has to come over out of their, their one through 10 pool. If they, if they get over a, a certain amount per player. So the idea is to 
for some players to be sort of bargain picks, meaning the team might be able to sign them for less than their slot value, so they have money available for, say, a difficult-to-sign high schooler who has a good college commitment or maybe a, a college junior who's not sure he wants to come out. Uh, as a pro, so the team gives him a little extra money to skip his senior year of college. And it's a game that the every team has to play, not knowing who's going to be available when it is their turn to pick. Cardinals draft twentieth, so you know the nineteen guys will be off the board before they ever get a chance to make their first pick. And then, of course, there's the issue not only of balancing money, but the issue of balancing positions. Because in every draft, the teams come in, and while they want to draft. Uh, you know, some balance, they likely in many cases have needs that they want to address. And what we saw a year ago was that the Cardinals went heavy in pitching. I think it was uh, six out of their first seven or seven out of their first eight picks were were pitchers, um, with the exception um, uh, being Joshua Baez, the, the high school outfielder. But this year, I would expect the same. The Cardinals uh, have done pretty well with their hitting over the, the system the last few years. But I think you know, continuing to build more depth in the pitching is an area of traditional strength for the Cardinals and one that it wouldn't surprise me to see uh, Randy Flores and his team uh, focus on uh, a little more than hitting this time around. Yeah, what do, you, what do you think right now the strength of the organization lies? Where do, where do you think that would be? And then I guess that would tend to lean towards what they might want to replace if there's a deficiency in the system. Yeah, that's that's a, a good question, Dan. You know, right now we saw, especially last season, the pitching uh, across the system struggle. That doesn't mean that there weren't guys like Palante who did very very well, but there were a lot of of players that pitchers that struggled, and that affected uh, the one loss records of the teams. And you want to have players, um, you know, develop and grow up in a in a winning environment. And so, you know, that's part of it. But also, it is that you know you know the old adage, Dan, and it's really true. You can never have enough pitching. Uh, and I think if you look at the top guys, I'm just looking down our top list of prospects in the system, the top four or five guys are, are hitters. Um, before Gorman and, and Yepes graduated, you know, it was Gorman, Walker, Liber- Gorman, Walker, Herrera, Wynn, Yepes. But now, you know, we've got Libertor and Graceffo and, of course, McGreevy, who we didn't talk about, Zach Thompson, Palante, who've done a nice job. So, and then hence coming up from the rear. So it's not as if the cupboard's bare for the Cardinals in pitching, but I think they're going to want to get some guys, you know, down in class A and be the next round in double A, because I would expect uh, Graceffo and McGreevy to be ready to move up to triple A next year. All right, let's wrap it up with a couple of things. Uh, Number one, the shift is going to have some nuances to it uh, coming up. What's happening with the shift on the lower levels? Yeah, that's really interesting. Folks may not have kept track of this, but, you know, in this last CBA, the commissioner has gotten greater powers in terms of implementing rule changes, and they've used the minor leagues to test this out. They've also developed a competition committee, which includes both active players and one umpire and owners to kind of talk over these changes that are being tried out in the minor leagues. And the idea is the ones that work, they want to get buy-in so that there's backing when these get forward to the major leagues. And, you know, what's been happening down in minor league ball is that there were um, up through double a um, this year teams have had to be restricted in having no infielders on the grass so everybody had to be on the dirt and then two infielders had to be on either side of second base and the idea of course was to have more ground balls get through up the middle and to have more offense in the game but what they found out is that even though you have two have to have two infielders on each side of second base you can still have one of those infielders just a few inches off that imaginary line up the middle. And so those hits aren't getting through the middle like they hoped. So what's going to be tested, first of all, in the, in the low A Florida State League where Palm Beach plays 
in about 10 days, they're going to create a new area, a zone that is sort of a neutral zone that can't be stepped in by the defense. Think of the second base bag and you're looking straight towards center field, draw a V-shaped, a pie-shaped uh, piece of ground from the bag to the, to the grass. And in that V-shaped area, no infielder can play until the ball can step until the ball goes in play. And again, the idea is to not only have two infielders on each side of the bag, but further away from that imaginary or, or uh, you know, center line so that more balls hit up the middle will actually get through for hits. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, okay, let's wrap it up with this. Uh, what are you working on at thecardinalnation.com? Well, in addition to our regular features on the team results and the um, uh, individual results by the minor league teams each day, they have that Graceffo Palante uh, article. And uh, tomorrow, you'll see an article, folks will see an article that I've written on uh, Alec Burleson, who's now figure we've talked a lot about. Folks want to know why he's not with St. Louis. And I have a little different take on why that may be and what might change that in the near future. So we continue to not only deliver news, but also commentary on what's happening from St. Louis all the way down to the Dominican Summer League. All right. Look forward to it. And as always, Brian, thanks for being with us. And we'll catch you up next week. Take care, Dan.